Hello. Hey, Merlin. How are you? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? I'm okay. I have to turn on my headphones. There. Now, now turn, I hear you. Turn up. <sighs> it's Tuesday. Tuesday, the big day. Big day. School year's almost over. Yeah, I know. Only a couple, three weeks left or something. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. It's freaking me out. Freaking me out. I don't like it. Uh, I'm not ready for. I'm not ready for the summer. No, I'm not ready for anything. <sighs> there's too many things. There's too many. You know, there's just too many things. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. You, there's a thing, and you do the thing, uh-huh. and then there's like another thing and another thing. And sometimes when you're still working on the first thing, like there's three more things. Like what? Like give me an example of some of the things. Oh, you know, you don't want to complain. No. But like there's just always but like things to do and field trips and trips and uh-huh. replenishing toilet paper. And it's just <laughs> like, I feel like I'm so good about a lot of this stuff, but I feel, and sometimes I, maybe I should write into the show and get some advice. I feel like as good as I get at it, I still feel like I'm never really getting caught up or ahead most of the time. And it relates to the school year thing because I can't believe how fast time goes by. I can't believe it's Tuesday again. I enjoy our times here, but I can't believe it's Tuesday again. Yeah, I can't believe I was, the end of the school year is almost here again. I know. I was just thinking about that too, is that like it, it seems to just something just seems to happen where things ramp up. They ramp up. They go faster. Yeah, like, uh, and then, quickening. Yeah, yes. And then they never slow back down again. I think in some ways, this does not make any sense, but uh, I think in some ways podcasts are my new seasons not exactly seasons but like you know there used to be there was stuff like you know you would really be aware of seasons when you're a kid because of the school year and the holidays and i still get that but like the mini version of that for me now is i i listen to a lot a lot of podcasts i know what day it comes out i generally know what time it comes out and then a new episode of something will pop up and i'll be like oh my god it's been a week since that happened and yeah. like oh it is friday again like how is it Friday right. again? Right. It was just Friday. And you try and slow things down and it just they don't slow down. Yeah, it's weird. The evenings go faster, maybe because of homework. We're uh, we've had an official move inside my daughter's class to assign more homework. They've essentially kind of doubled the amount of homework in the last few weeks to try and get them ready for the brutalities of uh 5th grade. Mhm. And oh my goodness. I just feel like I'm not I'm, I'm not complaining. I got nothing to complain about who'd listen. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. No one would. No one would listen. I'm but, barely uh, listening right now. I understand. Yeah. I understand. I'm just being honest. I know. I am too. Um, <laughs> let's see. I've got odds and sods and more odds. Yeah. I've got three potential uh, queries from okay. our listeners uh, yes. that we, we could uh, attempt to uh, answer and help them out with. But okay. uh, you, don't, you don't have much this week. You're, you're going you know, on get along guy this week. Yeah, la- the last couple of weeks I felt like I dominated the show with uh, with topics, what? but I did get a new nesting doll. Uh, isn't that what you call them, nesting dolls? You didn't dominate. What are you talking about? I, don't know, I talked a lot. I, I, li- I listened so. back, and it was just me. Look, and blah, I, I sit blah, here blah. and I look at this audio in Logic, and I can tell <laughs> who does the most talking. Yeah. So don't, don't even worry about that, <laughs> Dan. Uh, is there any chance that you've got a new set of nesting dolls? It is a new nesting doll. Let me guess. It's a Russian stacking doll. Stacking doll. Stacking Matryoshka. doll. It's Russian. Matryoshka chain. I, uh, I was going to guess Adventure Time. No, but if they had one, that would be perfect. Oh, I think they do. Really? You, what'd you get? Uh, now it's, there's a new rabbit hole to get. Adventure See, there's never enough time, time, Dan. Nesting doll. It came right up oh, in the Google search. Look how cute. <gasps> Who yeah, wants to play video oh, games? You should never have showed me this. 
Oh no. This is good. <gasps> Look at little Bemo. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in notes. It seems like there's uh there's a couple different variants of this. One where Bemo is small, and then there's another one where Princess uh not Princess Bubblegum, Princess what's the the purple with the star Marceline? on it? Mar- no, the star oh, on her head. Uh, the, uh, sorry, Lumpy Space Princess. Lumpy Space Princess, thank you. Yeah, that that one's the small one. Oh, well, you know, a lot of that's eBay and Etsy. Yeah. You can put anything on Etsy. Half of the stuff on Etsy is pubes. Um, It's it's pube art. (laughs) What? No, a lot of people don't know this because you only go in and you look, oh, I want to get a Horcrux necklace. Yeah. No, it's mostly pubes. Um, You can get individual pubes. You can get pubes made into like an adjustable belt. Uh, There's a pube vest. Uh, It's mostly pubes. Hmm. A lot of people don't know that about Etsy. Mm -hmm. They have good operations, though. No, this is Uh, a little orange owl. Mm. Oh, I, an orange owl. I got it. Terra Toys. Terra Toys. Terra Toys. Anyone who's uh, in and around Austin will will know what that means. Um, but that's because um, Toy Joy is gone. Hmm. I mean, I, I like Terra Toys, Terra Toys anyway, but since Toy Joy went away, it's a whole different ball game now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know. I'm, I'm with you. The, the time, it all goes too fast. They're making some cool Isle of Dogs toys, but I think they're super limited edition. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think they're, they only made like 100 of them or something. 100 sets. Give me a break. That's And how do you not make Tracy? How do you make Isle of Dogs without making Tracy? Well, Give I, haven't, me a break. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't you comment. You see it. I still think about it. I want to see it again. My daughter's obsessed with it now. She still hasn't seen it, but she's obsessed with it. <laughs> really? Yeah, kids are like that. Like with the Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, with the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's a New York Times article about that. Oh, Fiona and Cake one. That's cute. Yeah, what's going on? This is the last season of Adventure Time, right? Yes, uh, it is. And you got uh, new Steven Universes are coming out. That's cool. Cloud Saves coming to uh, Nintendo Switch. Cloud. Oh, I saw you talk about this on your Twitter. I was very excited. This is big news. Tell our listeners what Cloud Save is. This is a big deal. Well, yeah, back in the old days... My understanding, and maybe I'm remembering this all wrong, because, you know, just like we were talking about time changing, memory and, and, and things like that change. Like when I have a memory of something, uh, I find out people will say that's not how it went at all. So, uh, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But back in the old days, I feel like if you were playing a video game, it would like a, like Mario, like let's say Mario, Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. I feel like it saved your progress on the cartridge. Is am I crazy? Hmm. I think it saved it on the cartridge, and so if you wouldn't that be it, in like not enough the right word is RAM, but yeah. like and wouldn't that be an active memory? It would be a RAM thing. So like if you explored this, these different parts of the map and conquered these worlds, it would be saved onto your cartridge, and you could take that to your friend's house, and there you would have you would be able to play it. And then I feel like then it changed, and then maybe was it saved. On on a uh, like progress would be saved on on a you know like a, a memory card a SIM card of some kind. Yeah, I feel like that. That's how they, I think that's how they did it on the Wii. I I believe so, but At then, least that's how you would move stuff around, but. right? And for a long time, like on an Xbox or a PlayStation, those machines have hard drives in them, so mm-hmm. it was saving the progress on the hard drive. Uh, but of course, if your machine dies, if your console dies, then you've lost all of your it's like uh, dying in a dream. It's like dying in a dream. Right? No, yes. you're, if, if your PlayStation dies, you're, you're yeah, out of there. That's right. Well, the problem that we have with the Switch is that all the progress is saved. Now, it is saved on the Switch itself. Mm-hmm. But apparently the way it works is if, if God forbid, 
something mm. bad happens to your switch you send it away and they just like send you a replacement one there's your data is not recoverable from the switch by anyone not by it you can't be saved on a card it can't be saved in any way except on the switch the way nintendo does it it's like mac of of days of old where like it kind of you did it the macintosh way or you didn't do it at all and that's how nintendo is and so there's no way to like get so if you if you're like a crazy person like me and you've spent like a hundred hours playing zelda or something and some misery befalls your switch console uh, like that game is just gone. It's gone. There's not recovering. You can't save it to an amiibo. You can't do anything like that. It's just gone. So one of the things that people have been wanting in the year plus that the Switch has been out was cloud saves. You want to be able to save your data, your saved games up to a cloud so that if something terrible happened to your console, you would put it on a new one. You'd sign into your account and it would download and like, there's your saved game. So my son is like terrified at all times. Like he won't physically touch his switch anymore. He'll only play with the pro controller and, and won't move the switch or anything because he, there was some guy on some YouTube video that he was watching who, uh, I guess because he took his switch around with them and traveled with it and plugged it into all kinds of different docks that eventually the dock connector part stopped working. And when he sent it away to get it repaired, it came back and everything was just gone. Mm. Uh, and he was like a video game, like reviewer guy. So like everything was just gone. So my son is now terrified of this. And of course now I'm terrified of it. So apparently cloud saves are coming. The new, this is something that's kind of interesting because on this show, we talk a lot about services and mm-hmm. I was trying to sort of go through and, and tally up like what, <laughs> what we're, what, what I spend on like digital subscription type services on a month, monthly basis and it's i spend a lot i mean if you add up my sp- estimate is higher than i think my yeah. estimate is twice whatever i think it is <laughs> that sounds about right I've, and- I, I've bought everything you can buy on hulu and i still get commercials sometimes and i'm gonna write them a sternly worded letter about it because it's costing me so much money yeah. this is a good deal though you get with this it looks like uh, not a bad deal uh, it's twenty bucks a year for right. one person, thirty four ninety nine for a family. A family, and that means you can have eight accounts on Whoosh. there. So, and you can invite, and it does. It, it does not have to be like family members. It's not like Amazon Prime where they're in theory like checking. But they're just slots. But they're just slots. So, like if if I wanted to like invite, I would have you. I would have my my kids. I would have you know like a couple colleagues. Like you can do that. It this doesn't have to be in the same abode. So. That's really nice. And basically what what we have right now is like online games like Splatoon, those are free. You can just play them and they don't charge for the service to to get access to those multiplayer parts of it. But apparently in September 2018 coming up, you will uh you will have to start paying for it, but you know, it's it winds up, it's very very affordable I think compared to what yeah. I'm spending. But think about it. I mean, you've got Spotify, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, um iCloud if you use it, Dropbox, Hover mm-hmm. if you have domain names, you know. Um, it. it uh, I could do a lot more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are a lot more sure. than I've been thinking of. Yeah, you know, like you're a lot. You have an alarm. You have to pay for that. I mean, there's all these different things, and and now oh, right, this right, is right. crazy. Yeah, we, I pay for that with my cameras. I've got both of my cameras. I pay right, a subscription. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it all all of a sudden you're like, how come I'm spending all this? Money? Like, I'm not going to like cancel any of that. I need. You know, they used to tell me when I was a kid, Dan. They used to say every dollar's made of dimes. Really? Every dollar is made of dimes. 
And now I found out I got to pay. I mean, I, a dollar is valuable, but you know what else is valuable? A dime. That's a dime part of is, a dollar. Yeah. What is the thing? It, it adds up. Where you get to choose between either you can have a. Hold on, I gotta go, I'm going to ask you this question. Is this the peppermint? The, uh, the the peppermint test. Uh, okay. Here's the no. Here's the question. It's nothing to do mm. with peppermint. Okay. All right. I think you know the answer to this, but I'm going to say this for for our listeners. For the listeners. Yes. Um. Okay. If you have a choice, you can either receive one million dollars. In one month, mm-hmm. or a penny doubled every day for thirty days, which would you choose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? Do you know the answer? Well, I know a trick question when I when I see it, but uh, I personally, I don't know. A million dollars is a lot of implications to that. Yeah, but uh, but the, the it seems like the, the million would be a lot more. That's what you would think. You would think That's the million what, is a lot more. Think. But yeah. at the end of day 30, you would have $5,368,709.12. Jeez Louise. Do you know the, um, I just had to look up the name for it, the Wheaton chessboard problem? Oh, this is with Will Wheaton on Star Trek. Yes. That's right. That's right. I, yeah. love, I like that guy. He's, yeah. he's, he's very brave. Smart kid. Smart guy. Um, Wesley Crusher. The story is first known to have been recorded in 1256. Da, 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 da. Okay, so uh, request a ruler. Uh, so, so basically, okay. So anyway, the point of the story is this: this guy says you can have this or you can have that. He says, okay, well, I'll solve this problem for you. And what I want you to do, I want you to put a grain, of, depending on who tells the uh, story, either a grain of wheat or a grain of rice on the first board or first uh, square of a chessboard. And then I want you to double that. Put two in the next one. You put four in the next one. You put eight in the next one. He's like, and I, I want you to give me that much grain. And the guy's like, huh, not a problem. I could certainly fill a chessboard with grain. But you do the math, and it's more wheat or grain than will ever be produced in the history of Earth. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's why you get the compound interest, because it really that's adds right, up. compound interest. Chess is a stupid So I'm, I have a, um, on the side of our uh, house, there is a electric meter, but it's not the old-fashioned ones where i mean i think there is one of these where it has like the glass uh spinning disc thing yeah which i, lo- I love to watch those. i love you ever those. Just watch those it's like looking at fishing lures it's, oh, it's like it's hypnotic so cool. so cool well they have a thing here where they also have a uh like a, a wi-fi version that attaches to that so that when the people who read the meter instead of having to walk up to the side of your house to literally read the meter they can sort of either walk or drive down the street and they have a digital device with them that picks up the signal from that is being broadcast uh, from the side of your house and they, uh, they capture that data that way. So they don't have to like walk up to your house. Uh, In other words, it seems like that that should have been a solved problem 15, 20 years ago. Right. Okay. So my wife finds out about this and in her quest to remove all (laughs) Wi-Fi from, uh, from our lives, uh, uh-huh. despite me fighting it every way I can. She says, you know what? I've been, I've been reading about this and they, these are horrible. They're horrible. I said, why? She's like, they're broadcasting at like a five gigahertz range, which is supposed to be like creating the most interference. She's like, that's right under the kid's bedroom. We got to get this out of there. So I'm like, fine. You, I don't care. Get it out of there. So it turns out to remove this thing, mm-hmm. you have to call the power company, escalate, because I was on the phone escalating it this morning. Somehow now I'm doing this. And I had to es- escalate this. And they tell me, okay, to remove it, to turn it off, to make it the way that it used to be, there's a $75 charge and then an extra $10 a month that we have to pay to not have 
five gigahertz Wi-Fi or or signal being broadcast along the side of our- $120 a year to, to remove Wi-Fi. One hundred twenty dollars a year to not to Plus not have to that. take it out. Yeah, that's insane. So it's another service I'm paying for now, ten dollars a month. Hmm. Um, Is that crazy. I don't. I mean, all of it's crazy, but I don't understand. How can I put this? It sounds like you and other people in your family have a difference of opinion about Wi-Fi and what it does. Yeah. How do you navigate that? In a house where you kind of need Wi-Fi. Oh, we have, well, we have Wi-Fi. We have Wi-Fi all over the house. Does and all of know? my neighbors, yes. Okay. And all of my neighbors have it. And we've got devices all over the house in every room. Is it, is it a, is it a, if I could ask, is it a health concern? She is, uh, she, re- she reads a lot. Uh-huh. I, I, I almost read, you know, nothing. I read the occasional, you know, I read a lot of, a lot of stuff on the internet. My, my partner reads a lot too. Uh, but she reads a lot. And so as she, as she starts reading, um, you know, she gets she gets concerned. She's always looking out for our health. She's always looking out for the children's That's cool. devel- developing health. And so, yes. for for whatever reason, like what's piqued her interest over the last couple of years has been like e- EMF stuff, not EMP, oh which has piqued no, my interest. Thing. EMF, thing. and um, so like I'm concerned about like okay, the Armageddon is here. Uh, let's let's talk about our defense plan and why you get your you Faraday know, cage is going. Faraday cage is going, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you know, your flashlight in there. Yeah, all that. Okay. That's my concern. She doesn't care about that. She's like, I don't want, because her theory is Wi-Fi and all that is fairly new and that what studies have been done about it are not, I guess, thorough enough or conclusive enough because they're, they haven't been around long enough. And, you know, Wi Fi is so pervasive. She's like, do we have to have all of this going on all the time? Can we at least limit or remove some of the sources? And so like out of respect for her and her, her opinion, I go along with it, but there was a time where she's like, I want the Wi-Fi to be off at night. And so she wanted to put like a, like a, like a timer, Mm -hmm. like a light timer on the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, all right, fine. Like, we'll see what happens. And every single day it was completely screwing up all the Apple TVs and everything else. Had to reboot them all. That's what a lot of things do their updates. Exactly. And so I just took that out of there and said, we can't have that. So she's, she's agreed. Like there's a compromise being made, but like, both of my kids have iPads and like are like hooked into them. You know, should I be and, learning more about this, Dan? Am I overlooking something? Am I overlooking a devil in my own house? Probably, but okay. I don't. <clears throat> I don't recommend it. I say probably you're overlooking the devil, but I don't want to know about it. I don't. I'm like completely fingers in the ears, la 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 type thing. Mm-hmm. I just Wi-Fi need to have it. Got to have it. <laughs> don't want to hear anything bad about it. Don't tell I'm me reading anything a, bad. A, a website called Wellness Mama. Wellness Mama has an article. <laughs> I love Wellness, I, Wellness Ma- I like that name. Wellness Mama registered trademark. Simple answers for healthier families. Uh-huh. Some, are, some of these examples, answers seem pretty simple. Um, they have lots of tips. You can get a belly armor blanket to protect your, your baby in utero. Uh, From Wi Fi? Mm-hmm, belly shielding band. Band? Belly, belly, shielding, belly shielding band for pregnant moms. Huh. Let's learn more about the belly shielding. Oh, look at that. Belly Armor, anti-radiation maternity, embrace belly band, nude medium, EMF protection for pregnancy by Belly Armor. You know, I respect, I respect that she is, she's concerned about the welfare of the children and that, that yes. yeah, there's a lot we don't know about Wi-Fi. I agree with that. And so, you know, if she wants to get this thing taken off the side of the house, yes, uh, does get it taken <laughs> off the side of the house. Hmm. I'm fine with that. Well, I have some, you know, some uh, <laughs> nice <account>. picture. <laughs> 
Oh, you're looking at that? That's yeah. in uh, the colors nude. <laughs> nice. I don't know who looks like that when they're nude. I like that. That's the Belly Armor Anti-Radiation Maternity Embrace Belly Band Nude Medium EMF Protection for Pregnancy by Belly Armor. $59. Oh, postpartum corset. Hot. Mm. There's a lot of really cool stuff in here. You would look good in a corset. I would look great in a corset. I, I had a friend uh, who, who thought he had a bad back when we were in uh, high school, and he would sometimes wear this like a Velcro back brace. Oh, yeah. And I would borrow it from him because I looked pretty sharp. Like the, guy in, uh, like the guy in Christine, the old guy in Christine. The car movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I guess I could get a truss, but like, boy, I was like, ooh, my, my T-shirt hangs loose when I wear this. kind of packs you in, you know? I should get one of those. You know what? We should both get those. Let's order it for the show. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to go for Velcro brace uh, abdomen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ooh, hello, ladies. Oh, they are strapped in. Look at these gals. That's all lady stuff. Huh. Oh, that guy. Yeah, remember him? Ooh, what's no? I never saw the movie. What's he protecting? Uh, what isn't he? He looks kind of like a, like he's a, like a homeless guy, except he's in a Madonna video. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, really haven't seen this movie. Don't go for second best, baby. Put yourself to the test. He is the guy that uh, uh, Arnie Cunningham buys Christine from. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to learn about this. Um, uh, so Wellness Mama, mm-hmm. registered trademark. Wellness Mama has some tips. She says you should go out and understand the effects of Wi-Fi. Uh, you can turn off the Wi-Fi before going to bed. Turn it on only when it's in use. So just when you're using the Wi-Fi, you could turn it on. Right. Turn it on, use it, be done with it. Like yeah, sort like of like a garbage like it's, disposal. Like it's the heat. Like right. it's the heat in springtime. You just turn it on for a little while to turn it off. Right. Yeah, in springtime. Just need to check my email. Uh, oh, give up wireless and hardwire all your connections. You know, back in the old days, that's what you uh-huh. had to do. If you wanted to use a computer in the living room, you had to have oh, yeah. a wire running to it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Cat5, back in the old days. I used to wire one of the, one of the businesses that I had before I <laughs> discovered uh, podcasting mm-hmm. was uh, like networking people's offices for them. So they would hire me and I would usually come out there after, after hours or on a weekend and run cat five cable for them and this usually involved crawling around up in their ceilings or using a tennis ball with twine attached to it and throwing it across their uh you know the, that's a good trick yeah and and then running the cat five cable all throughout their entire office and putting in little what we what we now have switches we used to have hubs so running hubs and uh this i learned how to like wire up the cat five cables very very well Make you because you want to make your own cable because sometimes you need a ten foot run, sometimes you need a two hundred foot run or whatever the limit on Cat Five used to be. I used to crawl around and do all that stuff, and it was uh, it was a nightmare. And then if there was ever a problem with anything, such as um, somebody couldn't print or um, somebody's screen was black, they would call you and say, "What did you do?" And I'd right. say, "Nothing. I just ran the Cat Five cable." And they, well, my screen won't turn on. Okay, but yeah. that was six months ago is when I ran the Cat Five cable, and I didn't, I didn't actually touch your computer. Yeah, you should, you should have fixed it then. Right, right, that's right. It's like calling NBC when you don't like tonight's episode of Friends. Ugh. It's really strange. But did did we ever? Did we ever? The Shape Eager, the Lohalas, the Miss Molly, the Kauro. Are these the positions or Supreme? Oh, uh, this is. Uh, look at oh, this one's Foxy. I wonder if I get that. Let's see, Supreme Woman Supreme. Supreme women waist trainer shapewear cinch your belt for an hourglass body shaper. 
Suplim? S-U-P-P-L-I-M. Suplim? Suplim? Suplim. Women waist trainer, shapewear, cincher belt for an hourglass body shaper. Shaper weight? The waist? You're talking about the waist <clears throat> cincher? Mm-hmm. You can get it in. You can get, I'll send it to you. You can get it in uh, uh, hot, 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 hot pink or black. Supreme women's body shaper, waist cincher, underbust corset, bodysuit, shapewear. Okay, that's, that's from the Supreme family. Wow, look at this one. You get like a whole shift. Look at that. This is the Supreme women's body shaper, waist cincher, under, underbust corset, bodysuit, shapewear. Let me, t- let me do that again. Su- Supreme women's body shaper, waist cincher, underbust corset, body suit, sh- uh, shapewear. So here's a question. The, the, yeah. This woman who's posing with this um, yeah. cincher belt. Mm-hmm. Like at, at some point, they said they they put an ad out or they reached out in some way to an agency and said we we need some women to model this. And there's like a woman who is like, I'm okay. I've got a I've got a modeling gig now. And yep. like they went and like send in the center ladies. Got prepared for it and mm-hmm. went in and probably got a mani. Yeah. And then went in and they're like, there was like a studio set up with like a white backdrop and like very good lighting and a professional photographer. And they're like taking pictures and these pictures are like wind up here on Amazon now. Yeah. Like, it's just fascinating to me what goes into. I know. I know when you really think it through, I I bet it's a resume builder. You should get this one. I just sent you the amazing joys. (laughs) Just sent you the amazing joys. The Amazing Joys Women's Open Bust Bodysuit Seamless Body Shaper Tummy Control Shapewear. It starts at thirteen ninety six. You can get it in black or beige. This thing beige looks super comfortable. <laughs> like, I want to wear that all legs. day. You can whip your dingus out. Yeah. You don't have to remove it to use the uh, facilities. Nope. Hmm. Now, what would this be in my size? It says fit as expected 68% of the time. Size chart. I think I'm probably about a 10 or a 12. Let's in see, a woman's size? No, XL. you'd be a six or an eight you think max. Be, you're sweet to say so. That girlish yeah, I've looked at you. I've seen you. Oh, but you're working I've out. Really Look at you. you. You're, you're ripped. You got like a 14 pack. Swole. Yes. Dan, it's early in the show, but why don't you tell me about something that you like? Well, I would love to uh, because I actually have something to tell you about that's very apropos, I think, to the, the topic today. And that is mm. Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow. Yes. I know them. I, I was on a Stack Overflow just today. What did you look for? What were you doing? I didn't find the answer I needed. I did find that somewhere else, but I was on Ask Different. They have a uh, they have many di- well, you know what? I don't want to steal your thunder, but but the the Stack the Stack uh, Overflow they have many uh, like sub communities, and it's useful. It's not like Reddit. It's good. Like you can go in and people will answer your questions. This is the thing. As a if you're as, a coding person, woo, yeah, you got to get on this. Yes, as a developer, and I know a lot of our audiences are, are developers. Um, for me. When I'm writing like a typical way that I write code, I, I know how to write a lot of code, but there's always something. There's whether it's man, how do I use that that function? What do I? Wh- what was this method defined as? Or I'm running into a little bit of trouble. The answer, in my experience, is almost always on Stack Overflow. There's somebody else who's run into trouble, and they have taken the time to ask their question, and then they get a lot of answers. And what's really great about this is because the whole thing is based on the community and people who are willing to share their knowledge, share their expertise, and talk about uh, these sometimes very challenging problems and how they solve them, you, you get a variety of really, really good answers. And the way that I think Stack Overflow really excels is that the community is so involved in this 
that when there's a good answer there, it gets upvoted. And I think that's why a lot of people you know, think of it as kind of like a Reddit in that way, because people yeah. are upvoting things when they're good. When they're really good, they get upvoted. So the answer is not buried 10 pages down in the comments. It's the first thing you see right below the question. And for someone like me as a developer, as I'm writing code, and I just, I just want to know why isn't this thing working? I don't want to spend an hour looking it up. You can typically type into your search engine of choice, the problem, or sometimes you'll see an error message, you just copy and paste the error message into your search engine. The first result is almost always Stack Overflow, and nine times out of ten, it's the answer that I was looking for right there. <laughs> there are a lot of people who have basically taught themselves how to be coders just from looking up code and finding what their problems are. On yes, and I mean, you really can do that. As, as silly as that sounds, like, yes, that's, that's real. Um, That's a good thing. They, one of the things that they're doing now, they have come out with uh, Stack Overflow for teens. <laughs> I mean, te- teams, teams. Uh, and what this does is it helps you and your team get answers really fast. So you can do what? Get back to building great software. It's basically Stack Overflow designed for a team. And you can try it. They have a, a special deal. You can try it and get your first 14 days free. And, uh, and they have come up with a special... URL. They're all about cool URLs over at at uh, at Stack Overflow, uh, and this is this is the thing. They have a shortened a shortened URL. It's s dot tk, just like your favorite Ooh. thing, the tk 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 to come to come to come to come s dot tk slash back to work. That's where people go, and uh, chances are, if you're a software developer, you already know Stack Overflow. You already have it. Your your team is already using it. This is going to amp that up. Even better, s.tk slash back to work. Go try Stack Overflow for Teams. It is awesome, and you must go check it out. And doing that will support the show. So s.tk slash back to work. Go check it out. And I appreciate support of Stack Overflow for this amazing program. Back to work with Merlin Man. Woo! Thank you, Stack Overflow. Buck, buck. <laughs> That was kind of uh, the Crypt Keeper song. Oh, uh, it was supposed to be the beginning of uh, the Ballad of Gilligan's Island. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, school year. Oh, I have, I have a recommendation, a show recommendation. Uh, it is news. just came out on uh, Netflix recently. Uh, I have two recommendations. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is something I just began last night. Only watched the first maybe half hour or maybe maybe the first half of it. It's called Anon. I just started that too with Clive uh, Clive Owen. Hello, hello, hello. What do you think of it so far? Stylish, very stylish. Yeah, in, in the in a similar way. Well, not not as super high budget as that one um, with the real Rip guy doing the Blade Runner show, but you know, very very high budget, <laughs> uh, interesting, uh, high concept, and it's got that uh, that lady from uh, Les Mis in it. Amanda Seyfried is also in it. Uh, I thought it looked really interesting. Um, tell me about it. Tell me tell me what you're liking about it. Well, it seems that the the premise of Anon uh, is that this is at some point in the future. Um, and again, I, I haven't finished this, so it might it might start it might wind up being horrible later. But so far, I've really been enjoying it. And uh, and so basically, the premise is this takes place in the future, and everybody seems to have they're some. Like, and they're like there aren't secrets so much anymore. Like you can tell you can know almost everything about somebody. 
Yes. Kind of, right? Yes, because everything that they see or hear is uh, recorded in something called a, a mind's eye, their mind's eye. And this is, I'm assuming, stored data that is stored up in the cloud somewhere. But not only do you see... Yeah, at one point they got data from like a baby. Right, right. Yeah. Because there was... A, so anytime that like a crime is committed or something takes place or happens, that information is knowable and you can just see what that person saw or did. And that can, that can be shared with other people all the time. So not only are you walking around with like an, a data overlay over everything. In other words, you walk down the street and as you're walking down the street, someone passes you. There's a, like a, a little box that'll show up around their face and it'll say the person's name and their age and their occupation or however much information they're apparently willing mm-hmm. to share or not. So that's kind of interesting and also nightmarish. And, and like a car will drive by and it'll tell you the make and model of the car and it'll other, other things that are interesting about it. And when you want to buy something, uh, the transaction happens and you can even calculate the tip all just sort of somehow with your eyes, even though you're not wearing anything. So uh, this is, uh, or any gear or anything like that. Obviously you're wearing clothes, but this is this is what the show is about, and uh, apparently there is, without giving too much away, there is a hacker who has figured out how to hack this data in such a way and even hack somebody's own vision and what they're seeing and, and do do bad things. So, oh, that's so cool. I haven't gotten that far. Yeah. The, um, but, you know, the, the setup is, you know, he's walking down the street and there's all these pop-ups, you know, uh, with information on everybody, but he walks by, uh, the actress, uh, Amanda Seyfried and nothing comes up and he's like, Oh, uh-huh. right. He does like a double take. Right. Laying the groundwork for what will certainly be part of the show. Yeah. I like that actor a lot. He's in children of men, which is one of the great movies. Yes. I know you like that one. I like that one a lot. What was the other one? Uh, the other one is a fascinating, uh, fascinating show documentary called gringo about, <laughs> um, uh, about the the famous John McAfee, oh, who um, guess I guess he his rise to fame was doing McAfee antivirus back in the um, I guess in the mid late eighties. Mm-hmm. And this also features Amanda Seyfried. Just so you know, uh, which does uh, a gringo? She oh, plays gr- a character called Sunny. No, no, no. This is different. This is very different. Oh, I'm looking at a crime comedy film called Gringo. This is the uh, documentary called uh, called Gringo. Okay, cut that about, out. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit uh, this out. The show will never. Uh, never but, oh, that's John McAfee. He's yeah. out there in the out there in the weeds. Belize, yeah, in Belize. Um, it and is what was called. His, was he in a crime? Did he make a crime? He did a crime, or it seems like he did a crime. The show is called Gringo: The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. And apparently, yes, it seems like he killed somebody, uh, a neighbor named Greg Fall. Um, and then after that, per- that person was murdered, it seems like it was John and or his crew. But basically, so that what we know about John McAfee up till now is that he was a multimillionaire. He made McAfee software. And always, uh, but wasn't he always like at least seen as a bit of a uh, what do the English say, an eccentric? Very much so. But when you kind of follow what happened and how he like disappeared into like this very third world uh, place where there was like murders and and gangs and drugs, and he like lived there as like a super rich American and like hired criminals to be his bodyguards and got prostitutes living with him and like 
It is, but it wow. it, it is just an. But it's told in the story of you know, he like was setting up a lab to it's do like apocalypse now. Yeah, yeah, and like he was setting up a lab to do like studies on like discovering new antibiotics. But it was kind of a front for other. Like it's it is it is so bizarre because here's a guy that was you know very much like a like you know, in, in the world of geek nerdery that we're in. And then he went completely off the rails and like living his, like his methods became unsound militia out in the <laughs> wilderness. It's it's, but it's fascinating. And it's on Netflix. I just added it to my uh, pile. I am, uh, I'm not a huge fan of this style of narration, but fortunately the woman who did an amazing documentary, uh, she kind of, it, it seemed like there was going to be a lot of narration at first, and then very quickly she takes takes herself out of it, and you just hear the story, and it's fine. So that's forgivable. And she does a great job. And there is a, a, a there is a jaw dropping moment that I won't ruin. Okay. About halfway through, that when I heard them say it, I was like, "No, I don't think I heard that just now. That wasn't." And then like they say it again, I'm like, "I'm going to rewind this because it's." I heard it wrong. I'm sure I heard it wrong because I was like rowing on the rower, like my headphones. Maybe I heard it wrong, but I didn't hear it wrong. Okay. And it's, it's, you just, yeah, you just need, everyone needs to watch this because it's bizarre and don't watch it with your kids. Oh, good. Okay. I, I've just added it to the pile. So this is directed by one Nanette Burstein, who's done lots of things. You know what she directed? She directed the kids days in the picture. Oh, Cool. The documentary of, uh, of Robert Evans. Yeah, yeah, she's no, she's she's great. I, she and she takes her, she brings her uh, narration to the takes a back seat. So I was relieved when that happened because I was, you know, sometimes they over narrate things. Oh, I know. I, and she doesn't do that. She doesn't do that. So I'm I'm glad. You know, too much voiceover is usually a signal that the storytelling needed punch up. Mm-hmm. 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 But I recommend this because it's it's so bizarre. Like I, they, this is one of those things that real life is just so much stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. And I I remember seeing John McAfee in the news like you know three or four years ago about like he was like on the run or something, and they were arresting him and everything else. And like he came back to America, and now he's like like a prominent guy in you know network security stuff so mm-hmm. yeah. good picks mm-hmm. um what did i want to say yeah, what do you got what are you up to over there way up there well i discovered the name for the thing uh this is just a backdoor recommendation but um uh i discovered the name for that thing we were talking about where you see a concave thing and it looks like a convex thing oh we were talking about that yeah like uh, like on the haunted mansion ride oh yeah 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 it's called the Hollow Face Illusion, and there's a link to that in uh, in show notes. Didn't Billy Idol write a song about that? <laughs> You're a hollow face. Yeah, not not. Um, <laughs> but as long as we're at it, I also put into show notes. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a sucker. I like the videos of OK Go, and my daughter loves the videos of OK Go. And one of my favorites of theirs, the, my two favorites of theirs, are the one with the Rube Goldberg machine, mm-hmm. uh, which is. Uh, uh, I forget the name of the song, but the one I put in notes, which is full of optical illusions and camera tricks, is the writings on the wall. It's another one of those shot in real time videos. And it's a really good song. It's a very new order ish song. No, it's gonna drive me crazy. What's the other one called? 
Did you see the um, – Okay, go. There's one here called the Cake Server. Have you seen that video yet? No. I'm adding that so. to the show notes. It's, okay, go? No, it's not, but oh. it made me think of that. It's uh, called the Cake Server, and it's by a guy, a YouTube guy named Joseph. His account is Joseph's Machines. And, uh, oh. and so this is, <laughs> this is the, the cake, a cake server. And it is very much a Rube Goldbergian thing that your daughter oh. will probably oh, love. Oh, is this the famous one that was going around last week? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I saw it a few weeks ago. I don't know. Has it, has it started that making rounds? It's great. Okay. So I put the other one into notes. The one I was thinking of was this two shall pass. That's the one mm. with the Rube Goldberg machine. I could also make a very, very, very nerdy recommendation okay so nerdy this guy rick this guy rick beato who does um music instruction videos talks about music a lot he has this really good series so nerdy uh called what makes this song great where he breaks songs down into in the most excruciating ways i saw you tweeting about that also and uh, system of a down one's really good I haven't I seen that I think the show should be called Rick Beato proves that he knows the part to this one song. <laughs> on on guitar or piano. Yeah, guitar or piano. But um, uh, this is really nerdy, but uh, the one for kids, Charlemagne, is really good. By Steely Dan is very good. And I don't know. I, 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 I want to know how he gets these isolated tracks is what I want to know. How's he getting these? Right. Is that something? He's got super isolated tracks. Is that something that he is like doing on his own with like his own equipment? I think there are people on YouTube that do that. Do you remember like when you'd see in like Guitar Player Magazine or something, you'd see these ads for removing the vocals from a song? Yes. And I think that is done with some pretty brute force equalization. But like in this case, I don't know how you would do it. But uh, as long as we're talking about nerdy stuff, uh, that's it's a very fun. Se- oh, the one, um, the Foo Fighters one is good too. The one on Everlong, I've watched a lot oh. of these. Oh my god, I've seen so many of these. Everlong, big hands video. Yeah, my son was just asking to watch that last night. <sighs> my daughter loves that video. It's one of my all-time favorite rock songs. I think it's very. very Imagine if you could just sweep your hand across a room, knock people down like that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. imagine if you could sleep with that drummer when he's dressed up like a girl. Oh man. Ludic- He's handsome. Ludacris, a handsome uh, guy. Ludacris does the the big hand thing in a video too. Get back. Is that that stuff they serve that, that fish from uh, from Minneapolis? Ludafisk. <laughs> That's where they put from lie Minne- they put, from Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. It's lie. They put lie in it. Uh huh. They, they put a lie to it. Well, you soak it. What? Soak it. Soak it in lie. Hmm. Uh, other things. Uh, marked two. My Brett Terpstra is coming out. The latest version of Mark II is coming out on Thursday, and I wanted to give that a shout out. It's in show notes. You can go to what is the actual link? Marked letter. Lark, blah, marked uh, number are two. You, are you all right? No, it's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard say to say. It marked. Is. Mark. Mark. <laughs> I'm going to start speaking in semaphore. Flag. Flag up. Flag. Uh, Mark II. It's got lots of cool new stuff in it, uh, including a, a, an Edward Tufty. Uh, based um, theme that's really cool. It's got a lot of good stuff and a lot of new features. Go check out Marked 2. It's a very good app. That's what I use for, so why do you use this? If you write in Markdown, the beauty of writing in Markdown is like you know what it looks like, you know what you're doing, it's very efficient, but if you want to see what it looks like when it's all pretty and turned into HTML, you can use an app like Marked, which will then, you know, transmogrify that into like a pretty page. It does math jacks. It does code uh, highlighting. It does all kinds of really cool stuff that makes your writing look real pretty. Useful. Very useful. 
Uh, I got I got other little follow up things. Yeah. You, uh, oh, you know what we should do is you what? should tell me uh, where people would find show notes for this episode. You go to five by five TV slash B is in brothers two is in the number W as in women slash censure <laughs> as in waste censure yes slash three seven five waste kinche from the French. Uh, did you want to tell me about another thing you like? Sure thing. I'd like to tell you about the RX bar. RX bar. No, I think I'm out. Let me look. Uh oh. Uh oh. If only there was the hungies. If there was only a place you could go to get them online, delivered quickly, and with 25 percent off your first order. Well, what are RX RX bars? RX bars. They are whole food protein bars. Uh, they contain very, very simple, honest, straightforward ingredients, three egg whites, two dates, six almonds, and no BS. And in addition to those basic ingredients, they add different things that give a different kind of a texture and a special taste. So they, you might have coconut, you might have chocolate, you might have other things that turn them into something that is amazing and delicious. And they work really, really well before workout, after workout. They could, I, I would say, personally, I use them sometimes as a meal replacement or if I'm uh, in, in between meals, I know there's going to be a long stretch of time before I'll get to eat again. Um, my kids will take one and we'll cut it up into a couple pieces and there'll be like a little snack that they can share. Uh, it's great. And all of this stuff, you can you can eat these things or give them to your family with an absolutely clear conscience because they are made of just healthy, natural, whole food ingredients. They're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're dairy-free. There's no added sugar. There's no artificial colors, no artificial flavors, no preservatives, no fillers. It's egg whites for protein, dates to hold the thing together, and nuts for texture. And uh, and these things are just great. I almost always have one of these on me, whether it's in my uh, backpack or just in the car. They're indispensable for me, and also inevitably, you'll be somewhere and your kids will say, uh, I'm starving. And this is the answer for that. So I love it. Can, can, I, can I pay you a, a backhanded compliment if Go it ahead. ends up helping our sponsor? Go ahead, caller. You're a picky eater. Yeah. In the sense that you are choosy about what you put in your face food wise. This is true. I'm telling you, if Dan Benjamin likes these things, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's, this is truth. You speak, mm-hmm. speak your truth. I speak Twi- my truth. I'm following my bliss. <laughs> 25% off your first order if you go directly to the site, rxbar, rxbar.com slash back to work and enter the promo code back to work at checkout. Again, 25% off at rxbar.com slash back to work. Promo code to use is back to work. I recommend getting their, uh, their uh, mixed box, which is like a sampler. So you get that and you're going to get their main flavors the ones that uh that are the the tried and true ones that that you love it has 12 whole food protein bars and their top flavors right now on the website two chocolate sea salt two peanut butter two blueberry two peanut butter chocolate two mixed berry and two coconut chocolate i love the peanut butter one the apple cinnamon is my favorite See, i don't have it in front of me so i'm gonna have to wing it but i like the salty chocolate one. Oh yeah maybe is that what it's called not salty well there's chocolate? let me look here Hold it's on. like salted uh chocolate boy Salt. There's a chocolate sea salt. Is that that's it? the one? Yeah, that, that's the one. They are delicious. And there's a maple right sea salt. Have you tried that one? Oh, maple that's a good sea one. salt. No, we got a variety box at home. I should really dig into it. 
And once you find the one that you like, you can order a whole box of just that one. Or you can keep getting samplers, whatever you want. So go check it out. It's rxbar.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to RxBar for supporting this program. Thanks, RxBar. Puck, puck. There's an apple cinnamon raisin one for kids. Right I don't know why world. that has to be for kids. Like, I can't have raisins. Sickening. Don't be prescriptive. Oh, are you over 35? You can't have uh, raisins sorry. anymore. You got to leave the playground. Uh, I like the raisins. Not allowed in the comics area. You're a grown-up. So maybe I just want to be at the playground. So Did you, you know, do anything for free comic book day? <clears throat> no. No, we stay well clear of our store on comic book day because it is a scene, man. Yeah. yeah. There are so many people that are just there for free stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's but, not really, um, it's, that's not what it's about. You're supposed to go support the store afterwards. I agree. I agree completely. Well, it's a good time for me to uh, pimp the meetup. Uh, Ungainly X-Men meetup number 22 is happening on Thursday, May 17th. Uh, Two Cats Comics, three twenty West Portal Avenue. I'll mention it again next week, but you know, put it on your calendar. On the X Man Meetup, you come out, we talk about comics. It's really fun. It's amazing you've been doing it for twenty two years. Twenty two years, every year, whether we need it or not. It's like my grandmother said. <laughs> uh, that's really it. I had a couple other things that aren't very interesting. Quotes from Pema Chodron. Oh, well, let's hear too it. Too many umlauts in her name. Let's hear it. No, 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 no. It's just a page full of uh, hey, let's get to know Pema Chodron. How do you say her name? I don't. Children. Children. Pima Chodron. That's in notes. Uh, I also linked to an interesting thing. Don't, don't need to go on about it, but a woman named Rosemary Orchard has put together a fun and very cleverly named thing called Automation Orchard. You see what she did there? And it's mostly just an aggregation of blog links and web page links, but if you want to learn how to automate anything in your world, actually go check it out. It's kind of cool the way she's done it. Go to Automation Orchard. And you'll see that she's got it all broken up into categories, real pretty-like. Mac OS, iOS, home stuff, web, automation, digital assistant stuff, zap, uh, apps and service, integrations, hardware. And she just aggregates a, a bunch of great links. And uh, so if you're looking to do that stuff, I'm very interested in that stuff, and I found this a very useful resource. I finally got my, uh, my new light switches installed. Um, and I got, they- I got my password, so I can log into my light switches now. Tell me about the light switches. I don't remember eh, this. I mean, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. The thing is, now they work. The old one broke, and it was hanging out of the wall, and I couldn't make it work, and I had a very nice man come out and fixed it for me, and I said, hey, while you're here, eh, why don't you put one of these into the, uh, into the restroom also? And he hmm. totally did. So now it's really cool. You hit this one thing, and it turns on really fast. You hit the off, and it does a little dim lighting, a little theater lighting. And it's, it's, it's HomeKit compatible, but it's not... Hue compatible because we're not allowed to have nice things yet. <laughs> yeah, nothing should nothing should just work together. God, HomeKit. <sighs> HomeKit. I mean, yeah, it's buttons. So anyway, uh, Dan, Dan, mm. uh, should we help some people? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what else is cool? Um, is that uh, marked Mark Two? It also supports uh, all the different types of critic uh, markup things. If you're collaborating with people, which is very cool. In so real time, is it real time? Oh, can be, can be. Depends okay. what depends how you're tracking time. Because that's where my first my go to now is like, is it real time? If not, I'm out. Oh, you know what? You shouldn't do it. I don't think it's real time. No, no. Um, so we've got questions. You've got answers. <laughs> I think I'm doing it right. That's backwards. That's Radio Shack. They're not even open anymore. You just say you got questions. We've got answers. Mm. My main question is, where are
I'm tired. I didn't sleep very well last night. What happened? Oh, my daughter thought she was getting sick, so she came and slept with us, and she punched me in the face a few times like she mm, does. They always do that. See, now I made her feel bad about it. Now she's self-conscious. She's about- worried about night punching. It's really just as simple as, like, she has a stretch she likes to do where she does a big stretch and that puts her elbow right into my face area. Mm. Ow. And I go, ow! Like that, because sometimes she hits me in the spine. You ever been hit in the spine by a kid's elbow? You Not, really feel it. You, yeah, really know, you really know you got a spine when a, kid, when a kid's pointy little 10-year-old elbow hits it. Mm. But you know what I say to myself? I say to myself, it's not going to be very long until she doesn't want to be here at all. So I'll say, okay, this one time. Mm. You know? Pretty soon they're not going to like us at all. Yeah, they grow out of liking. Yep, put it in my veins. <laughs> all right, I guess so. Um, let's see. We have listener questions. We have, I have, I've picked out three today. All right. Uh, listener John, uh, who's trying to make a transition from being an, a salaried programmer to working on his own is struggling to find downtime, right. not feel bad about it, and have it screw up his career. Uh, listener Nick is a um, recent college graduate, or will be college, college graduating soon. He's has questions about dealing with the big transitions in life. Uh, listener Simon, who I think might be from the UK, has questions about uh, getting his foot in the door for new kinds of work. I li- I think I like listener John's because I don't know the answer and it's hard. Okay, let's do okay? listen. Yeah, let's do listener John. Okay, listener John. <clears throat> uh, I'm currently trying to transition from my full time salaried programmer job to running my freelance web development and consulting company, which is meant for the time being, doing both until I'm ready to make the complete transition. I've been working a few sixty to seventy hour weeks, but it's been the most productive and quote unquote on that I've ever been. This is so sad. I hate this. Mm. Last weekend, I tried to have some downtime. A few days relaxing, reading comics, puttering around, and generally doing nothing. It didn't work. I mostly found myself feeling somewhat listless and bored, and now it's Monday, and rather than feeling replenished, I'm mostly overwhelmed by the amount of work I have to do. On Friday, I felt great. Today, it's like I don't have access to the same brain chemicals I was using last week. Ugh. Like my brain saw I was using, wasn't using them for a few days and just stopped making them. I know that feeling. Um, <clears throat> there's a tired old, old analogy of a shark that needs to keep moving. I don't think it applies here. The, 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 the question is, how do I get some downtime so I don't go insane without making things that much worse when I come back? I've got two young kids, so most weekends are decidedly not downtime, and they're just as manic and on as my weeks. That weekends he's referring to. Right. I, am I doomed to just be on high speed until I die? I do have my work life meticulously managed with Jira boards, to-do lists, calendars, and a mind map or two. So it's not just a matter of coming back and not remembering where things are. It's just getting back into this mode. Thoughts? Question mark. Yeah. Well, the, the, the one thing I'd like to add is you, you didn't read the subject of the email. Oh, sorry. Which is my favorite part of the email. Yeah, yeah read it. He says... I'm a steam locomotive of productivity, and it sucks. And then he begins his email with, because when steam locomotives stop, it takes so much more energy to get them up and running right. again. That's that a, a good analogy. I shouldn't have left that out. I like that analogy. I also, uh, it reminds me of the one where they, I was uh, early on, I had a, after, after college, I had a friend who went into, you know, became a stockbroker. And he was talking about like investments and he said, you know, we were like nearing a recession or an implosion of the stock market. And he was saying, you know, he's like the stock market is like a really, really big cruise ship that 
it once it gets going, it it just trucks along. He said, but when it when you want to turn or yeah. do something, it it takes a long time to sort of turn it around and slow it or get it going in another direction. And I thought that was a really interesting analogy too, and I, I feel like that listening to John's email as well. Hmm. Um. Well, my usual approach, <clears throat> I think he's already kind of um, addressed. The first approach, which is, which is the sort of like, well, do you know what you're doing? Do you feel organized? Do you know what thread to pick up when you come back? And mm-hmm. it sounds like that's not his problem. It's not like he's struggling to know what to do. Right. It's more, uh, tell me if you agree, the feeling of like loss of momentum and yeah. not being sure how to get back up to speed. Yeah, that's how it seemed. Um, you know, when he says, I don't, I, it's like I don't have access to the same brain chemicals I was using last week. Like my brain saw I wasn't using them for a few days and stopped making them. I think I understand oh, yeah. that feeling. I think I can uh, associate with that. <laughs> Sorry, but- I had to yawn. Yes, I totally know that feeling. And I'm, I'm struggling with this because I think I've, I have had the same problems. And I'm, one reason I find this difficult to answer is I usually have pretty stock answers for a lot of the problems that he doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> but should but should have but she doesn't have i mean one of the problems a lot of people have um are is the usual like shifting gears right mm-hmm. between the day job and the thing you're trying to do the outsized amount of like external communication you have to do with people at a new job i was reading that book rules of thumb they say that when you're going freelance budget about half of your time to do the work that you do and about twice that amount of time for all the stuff you hadn't accounted for of starting a new business mm-hmm. He seems okay with that. Yeah. So is is it an energy issue? Is it an enthusiasm issue? Is it a focus issue? Where did that steam go? Is it just the loss of momentum? I mean, how close to the analogy are we actually getting here? Like why, what makes a person, not just listener John, what makes any person lose that head of steam and have trouble getting it back, do you think? I mean, maybe... I don't know because I feel like for me, if I if when I feel like that, it's usually after I've been pushing myself too hard, and that mm-hmm. that, that I kind of lack the motivation is not the right word, but I lack the wherewithal. Yeah, the wherewithal that that thing that makes me because like when I get interested in something, it's very easy for me to pursue that interest to its fruition, which. You know, or 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 to disaster of finding out that it was a dumb thing, but you know, like if I, if for example, if I'm just going in and doing like bug fixes, writing code, doing bug fixes, that's kind of like all right, that's like that's fine. I got that done. I got that done. But somehow, eventually, I'll I'll think of like a problem that I need to solve, and then I'll be I'll feel that feeling of challenge coming back, mm-hmm. where I'll be like, oh, I wonder how I should do that. Oh, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do it that way. And then, yeah. then there's that interest, and then that can take me for a few hours to even a few weeks of sort of energy where I'm like looking forward to get in there and 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 do something. So for me, a, a part of it is finding something to get interested in. Uh, but I don't make the connection between that for me for that and and downtime. I don't. I used to hate downtime. I used to hate weekends. I used to hate being out of the loop on things and I don't so much anymore. Um, now I, I kind of 
enjoy that. I enjoy having really? more free that time. That sounds like than, a, a difference from a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, it definitely is. You were decidedly um, not into holidays and weekends. I'm still not really into holidays, but the weekend thing is is more, but I think as my kids have gotten older and they're like doing more things or wanting to do more things, um, but he even says in here, uh, where where is it? I'm looking for where he says it. He said, um, Okay. He said, last weekend I tried to have some downtime, a few days relaxing, reading comics, puttering around, and generally doing nothing. It didn't work. I found myself feeling somewhat listless and bored. And, uh, and then he's, he also says something. Okay. He says, I've got two young kids, so most weekends are decidedly <laughs> not downtime. They're just right. as manic as, um, and on as my weeks. I generally feel like my Monday is a more relaxing day than my weekend days just because I'm running sure around doing so much, you know, especially if you're cooped up in the house yeah, or, you know, like, you know, the things that here's the, here's the truth. The truth is that you can have a whole day to yourself as long as you don't mind parking your kid in front of a screen all day. That's something that I, I struggle with because I would, when I was a kid, I watched TV all morning. I watched TV for eight hours. Oh, hell yeah. And like, we're trying to not do so much of that, like all in a row. But that's, you know, that's different now. But you could do that. You know, I think you might be getting at something. I wonder if one clue in this that's probably obvious to everybody but me is, is there a connection between, on the one hand, how it became hard. He got listless and bored, right? Trying to putter around. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a connection between difficulty getting into the downtime and a similar or maybe commensurate amount of difficulty getting out of the downtime. I mean, I wonder if part of it is just to psychoanalyze, I wonder if he felt kind of bad and guilty and like couldn't make the modal shift and just ended up getting kind of, I don't know, uh, off time blocking himself. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I don't I've know. done that. Yeah. I've, I mean, I have I've been too. terrible about getting into vacations. I've tried to get better at it. Any time away, it used to take me half of the time, no matter how long we went anywhere, it took at least half the time for me to get into the idea that I wasn't going to be stressed out about not working or blogging or doing whatever. Right. You know, so I mean, maybe one really simple answer is to just keep at it, to to maybe structure it better so that you know when you leave for the beginning of your quote unquote downtime, mm-hmm. you know that you're going to leave on some kind of a high note or, you know, knowing in your head where you'll come back when you get back next week. But it might just take practice. You know, I like, I like what a, you're saying. Yeah, I agree. You could just be a ball of nerves right now. Yeah, and there's also that feeling, and I had, I have this still, and and have had it for a long time. But it's, you know, like you almost feel like you should, like there's that feeling of I should be doing something, mm-hmm. and you know somehow like sitting here, even if it's just like I'm sitting here watching Princess Mononoke with my kids, like in the back of your mind, like ah, but I should be doing this other thing, and I think part of it for me is like uh, it's I have to remind myself that like actually no this is this is the thing I should be doing right now and that and that uh, who who makes the rule of what I should or shouldn't be doing I get to make for the most part I get to make those rules I mean yes we all have our obligations and things that we have to do because of the choices that we've made over the course of our life but you know like there who gets to say oh no you, well, you should be working or you should be being productive I mean you are being productive. You're 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 doing something that I think benefits yourself by having. But it's downtime. almost like you feel like you're cheating on your work wife title, right? Where you feel <laughs> right. Like anytime you're not spending on that thing, you're being disloyal to the thing you're supposed to be most obsessed with and loyal to. Right. right sure. Um, this is almost completely off topic, but just two personal observations that I've noticed about myself, and this has somewhat to do with screen time. I have to say, but I've noticed that so. 
One thing my wife likes us to do, and it used to be something we would do, you know, a couple times or three times a year, mm-hmm. I'm sad to say, but she really likes to go out and like do a walk or do a, like a, a, not a hike, but like just go to somewhere. There's so many places in our area that are nice to go to not and bad. just walk around. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know who hates it more, my daughter or me, but we're both like, oh, can't we just watch Parks and Recs for six hours? Like, <laughs> why would we go somewhere and walk? But it's become something where now every weekend, 100%, the two of them, and a lot of the time, the three of us, will go somewhere. And my wife will pick out somewhere cool that we can get to in like less than 30, 45 minutes. And you know what? It's always fun. Even by the time we're in the car and we're picking out the Spotify, we're having fun. We go and we do the walk. We, we burn off a little bit of energy. You get outside. You get some fresh air and sunshine. It sounds so dorky, but like it's, it is – I only mention that because – thank you to my wife for encouraging us to do that. So now it's, it's kind of a mommy-daughter thing that I go along with sometimes, but that's like kind of their Sunday thing a lot of times. But, you know, um, one thing – the reason I think it – there's two ways I think it might be related to listener, John, is on the one hand, you've got probably a certain amount of useful and unuseful momentum – on your side mm. momentum doesn't isn't always good you could also have something approaching a rut and i find that unpotting myself a little bit even as something as dumb as walk up mount davidson is like can be a nice like little repotting thing you get out of the house you force a certain amount of mindfulness into this one situation maybe it's the puttering and being around the house that's part of it right like so you maybe feel like two kids well, no no you're really onto something not to interrupt or inter- interrupt no, no, no. what you're saying but you know, if you, you begin to have associations with places that you go and things that you do. And so like, this may, is what happens here. Yes. Uh, because yes. like you, you may think, right. What happens here is this is where I am with my kids and we're like watching TV. Therefore I'm not doing any quote unquote, not doing anything, but that I like. So I like what you're saying. I, I keep, please continue. No, no, no. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. It's just, it, it, it's funny. Like, I, I'll sometimes try to, you know, catch myself notice things about, you know, just environmental things you would ordinarily ignore. You know, whether that's something like, oh, then the sun is nice in this place today, or I'm glad I opened the windows, or just these dumb little things. Like, this is life, and it's pretty good sometimes. Um, but that's, that's one of them, is like, I got to remember. So what's the lesson in that? The lesson in that is I will never want to go on a walk. Right. I will never want to go anywhere. But right. the truth is, once I do take a walk or go, go somewhere, you love it. I, very, I very rarely don't have a much better time than I expected. So that's something I have to fight almost chemically with myself. So, you know, my poor wife is, you know, one against two on this. Mm. Like, we know it's fun. We know we're going to go collect some cool rocks. We know we're going to draw in our journal. We're going to do all this stuff and it's going to be great. And then we'll come back and then we'll watch TV and it'll be fun. We'll have dinner. It's nice. Uh, I have to remember my own chemistry on that, which is I will almost never go yay hike. But it ends up being a cool thing. Now, here's another one, and this is just me. This is not Listener John, but I'm going to just toss this out. Uh, there is a podcast that my daughter and I have started listening to. Uh, whenever it's daddy, daughter time, mom's not around, we listen to this podcast and we either like do crafts, like sometimes I'll type or mm-hmm. prep for a show. I'll put something light that I can do on like an iPad. She'll make glue gun art or something or stuff out of Play Doh. But, but what's different about it is we go and we sit at the dining room table which is her, her demand. This is always where we go to listen to the adventure zone. You go and you sit here and this is what we do. And it's become so fun. And I think I, I think I know one reason why is that if I'm in the living room, always sitting in the place, that's my place on the couch. It feels like, like TV dumb time, Yeah, which I love. I love TV dumb time. I love, I very much look forward to my TV dumb time every night. I have time to go say dumb things on Twitter. I have time to watch music videos. I have some time to myself for the, not the first time that day, but that's my primary like alone time. 
and I love it. But, but if I go and sit in that seat, the inertia, not the opposite of momentum, the inertia is that this is the kind of blah that happens here. It's not the place where fun happens. Fun happens on the floor. Interesting things happen in the dining room, right? Like I was just cleaning up uh, her room the other day and I was like, oh man, how long has it been since I sat on the floor in her room? And it's like, it's really, it's, it's, she's got a cool room and she's got cool stuff. And it's a very different vantage point from just being the place where I come in and see, is she asleep yet? So I'm not sure where I'm going with all of that. It's somewhat personal, but I, I do feel like in all of those dumb anecdotes, there is something to be gleaned, perhaps, for somebody who's a parent or not, or for anybody, for somebody who feels like they're in a rut, is like, shake it up a little bit, right. and try doing some things that repot you, and so here's my official advice, then. My official advice is somewhat two-pronged for listener John. One is, like, be somewhat mindful in the way you break at the end of the week, to where you get used, you start rehearsing the idea, you're not going to feel like a shitheel for walking away from work. You need to do this. You need to take this time away. I don't know if that's going to help. That's only half the, problem, half the uh, solution. The other part of the solution is maybe a little more structure to your downtime would actually be a good thing. And I can tell you things that we like to do. We like to go to the park. We like to go to the library. We like to ride around on scooters. And if I would say, like, at least an hour, have at least an hour of go somewhere outside the house for a project. Like, you can, the project could be whatever. The project could be buy loose leaf paper mm-hmm. or get a coffee. But something that gets you out. Whatever it is, maybe try, on the one hand, A, giving yourself a break for when you're having downtime. Try that. That's going to take a long time. The other part is, kids or otherwise, give yourself some structure and preferably a little bit of, like, medium physical activity over a period of time. I mean, like, you get a lot of physical activity at home with your workouts, but wouldn't you agree that it, it is different, like, to go outside and, like, Very climb different. something or walk around? It's a totally different kind of thing. You know, I spend two or three days a week in the gym, and the rest, no, not all day, an hour, hour and a half, and then the rest of the days, I'm usually rowing for, you know, 30 minutes in the morning, but there is something completely different about being outside and breathing the air and walking or riding a bike or climbing something that just has a natural recharging effect on you being in the sunlight. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fascinating how that really seems to work, but I I'm with you. <laughs> like whenever someone suggested, let's go for a walk. I'm like, really? Yeah, like, like let's go anywhere. Do no, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm so tired of going places. I don't want to go anywhere. And it's like to, to get my kid to, you know, both of them to want to go out <laughs> And put and, shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> you need all of them to have shoes oh on. Oh, my God. And Every it's, day? From yeah. now on forever, please? Shoes. <laughs> uh, still. But, you know, just, just getting out there and doing it. Of course, there's pushback from it because, like, you got to, like, get up and do a thing. Right. But right. once you're there, it, it really feels different. And the other part of it is I totally understand that feeling of thinking that, like, this is what happens here, right? This is the, this is the place where I'm, like, kind of – not where I work, but this where I do this other stuff. And then when you're just sort of like there, you're like, I am going to perform tasks now. I'm going to read a comic book now. This is the thing that I'm going to do to fill time. That's not what you want to be doing. Like what you want to do is find something that's interesting to you. Find something that, that you enjoy doing that's not what you do for a living or not what you do for work. And not where, not where you do the stuff that makes you feel in a rut. Right, where you, where you can go in and have a new experience of some kind. I think that's but very also, valuable. I, mean, I, I do start, and I'm increasingly thinking that there may be a link here that's c- causing a certain grayness of experience 
and perception, which is like, maybe you feel, and again, I'm psychoanalyzing from a distance, but like, you know, I've, I've been, I've, I have been in situations where I feel like, ugh, things are not really where I want to be with the work stuff. And I know I could be doing more with the home stuff. And like, I think, I think it's going to take some practice to say to yourself, no, like this is not only okay, this is important. And that like, in order to treat this one thing really well, I kind of have to walk away from the other thing. And you know what? If you need to go check in for an hour on like Sunday afternoon or something mm-hmm. or Sunday morning, yeah. like schedule that and make that a right. thing and say like, this is where I'll just make sure nothing's on fire. But I would try to minimize the amount of attention that's allowed to go to that place where you don't want it to be, it, unless it's helping, unless it's making you feel better. If you're feeling guilty about your kid's home family and downtime when you're working and you feel bad about your work when you're having your kid's family downtime, that sucks. That's no way to be. So, I mean, sometimes it just helps to start by acknowledging it. If that is part of the problem, try to acknowledge that. And in any case, uh, listener John, please hit us back up with what you did and how it worked out. I believe in you. I think you can do this. Mm-hmm. Salary man. <laughs> hmm. You want to tell me about something else you like? I'd like to tell you about Squarespace. Oh, I got an anecdote. <clears throat> Let's hear it. Well, I don't take you off your game. No, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Whatever Squarespace you is the messaging app for teens. <laughs> Dan, what, what even is Squarespace? What is Squarespace? It lets you turn your cool idea into a new website. That's what they're all about. They make it very, very, very easy to make a website. It can do whatever you want it to do. You can showcase your work. You can blog. You can publish your content. You can sell products or services. Uh, you can promote stuff that's going on and... The the most amazing thing is that it's all in one place. You want to add e-commerce to your site? It's right there to do it. You want to customize how everything looks? You can customize it with just a few clicks. You want to buy a new domain? They've got over 200 extensions. You can buy them right there. You want to know how well your site is doing? They've got analytics. They've got SEO built in to make it do better, to make it more findable for people. It's uh, secure. You don't have to patch or upgrade anything. they got 24-7 award-winning customer support and the designs the templates are created by world-class designers so your site's going to look really awesome and then you're going to be able to make it look your own by just tweaking it with little clicks and little sliders and you don't have to know html or css you want to embed a youtube video you just drag and drop it you just paste the link like it couldn't get easier uh it's it's the dream that we used to have back in the old days of wouldn't it be great if you could just make a website by like typing into a window and dragging some things around and oh what a dream you know, they've made that they've made that real so what's your anecdote oh i was just going to mention like um i just love how easy it is to deal with and how quickly i get in and out so like um when was it i had like just a little bit it had a funny little hole of like one hour open up and i was like Ugh, what do i do with my open hour hole title and i was like what am i gonna do and i was like oh you know what people keep i don't say bugging but people like i'll post these playlists these spotify playlists that i make for podcast episodes yeah and a bunch of people will say oh hey you know well, where's this and where's that and where's that thing from that reconcilable differences like two years ago mm-hmm. and you know what i did i went into squarespace and i hit the escape key and i started typing in a markdown box yes i am an animal and i went <laughs> i just dumped in all of my playlists these well in this case one two three four probably five playlists into a page and it was that easy and i went home and i was done i closed my hour hole and and, and i went home so anyway that's in show notes if 
you're ever looking for the playlist that I make for podcast episodes, it's on my MerlinM.com site. And I love how easy it was to just get in, get in and out. It's a very simple page. It's not very pretty. That's not my fault, not theirs. I only had a one-hour hole. But uh, all I did was just uh, went and I copied and I pasted. That's all I did. It was great. Squarespace. Squarespace. So you go, <clears throat> you go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. And you'll get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you just use the code It's Your Show and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website. You can also use that to save 10% off your purchase of a domain if that's your thing. They've got uh, nothing but choices over there at Squarespace. So go to squarespace.com slash It's Your Show and use the offer code It's Your Show. And if you overhear someone talking about how much they need a website, you just lean, lean across say, hey, check out Squarespace. It's your show. And uh, you'll help sorry them and you'll say, help us. Sorry if I seem creepy. Right. I am listening to you. I like your hair like that. Get a website, you dingus. It's Squarespace. <laughs> Boom. I'm hitting, I'm hitting a bell with a fidget cube. That's a real bell. It's a real bell and a real fidget cube. Listen yeah. to that. Oh, listen to that. Oh, this is ASMR. There's some people who were really enjoying that. I wasn't one Ooh, of them, but not me. There were some people. Oh, it's a Russian lady making smacky noises. Yeah, I'd like to fire my computer into the sun, please. <laughs> yeah. Salt shaker. Ooh, <laughs> I, I do like that one. This is the sound of ibuprofens in a bottle. Oh wait. Almost empty soy sauce. It's very almost empty. Anyways, we have fun, don't we? Yeah. <clears throat> I got paper clips. Paper clips. Those. Are, that's the Advil. Oh, oh, very close. Okay, let's let's do an AB. Okay, big difference. What else have I got? Oh, I could put hydrogen uh, peroxide in my mouth for you. You want to hear what that sounds like? I don't. Yes, I uh, do. You know what? Let's not do that. Do gar- you use it for gar- gargling? Yes. John Roderick got me on it. I never looked back. It's a debriding agent. A debriding, a debriding agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you need that? Mm-hmm. What's going it on in your throat burns. that you, you feel it burns? <laughs> why oh, it Why burn. are you doing it? Because I'm a dirty, dirty boy with a dirty mouth. No, really? Why? Clean that mouth. Huh? <clears throat> huh? Uh, I think we've helped enough people for today, Dan. Yeah, I do too. More, okay. more than enough. More than enough. You, you owe us money. Yes. You owe me an apology. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's button this up. I okay. love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.